Welcome everyone to Curtain Jerks right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Narver. I'm Steve Sears. And we have uh, a great show today. We have all kinds of fun stuff planned. Uh, and especially special, Tom Anstey of Wrestling Memes has brought us another interview from the UK. And it is with Raven. Nevermore. Yeah, that one. Not the yeah, That's it, So Raven. We have the Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, Raven with us today. Yeah, not not that so Raven. No, not no, no, Raven no. Simone. No, no, no. We've oh, got I hope Raven. Tom, Tom Anstey, that is a challenge. Get Raven Simone on the podcast. Yeah, we could challenge him to it, but I mean, the guy always delivers, so I'm not worried. Yeah, I'm we're worried. talking ECW, we're talking WCW, WWE, TNA, everywhere's Raven. Scott, can I tell you what I love about this interview is it's him, it's Raven and Tom in a car stuck in traffic. And they're mm-hmm. recording, and I love it. And at one point during the interview, you can hear the, like, them sort of break through the traffic, and it starts going. And I feel like that excel, like the exhilaration of the car, then floods the like they're both like there's this moment of them being excited. You know when you're like you're in traffic, and then it opens up a little bit, and you're like, <gasps> yippee! That's what happens in uh, the interview, also. Of course, we know that feeling because we're comedians in Hollywood, and uh, bringing you the funny of wrestling each and every week. In case you're listening for the first time, and you're like. Raven? I gotta hear that. I hope they don't do other bullshit in between. Guess what? You're wrong. We do. Yeah, Raven super fans. now it's time to, uh... <laughs> you gotta deal with all that other bullshit in your life. We're that other bullshit. Hey, but don't worry. Amongst that bullshit, we have a contest still ongoing uh, to the end of the month where you can win one year of the WWE Network. Super easy. I'll give you details at the end of the show. Also on our YouTube page, check there. We'll give you all the deets. Also on our Facebook page, all that info's there, but I'll run through it again at the end of the show. But we're giving away one year of the WWE Network. Scott, where could one find a digital archive of all the World Wrestling Entertainment's past accomplishments and products? iTunes, Steve! That's right. iTunes available WWE products. <laughs> that's right. You can buy each thing individually on iTunes and get really ripped off. Scott, that sounds like a terrible deal. What? What do you mean? Why, for only 99 cents per minute of video, I could watch... <laughs> Truncated matches. That's right. <laughs> now, what if I wanted to watch something for considerably more than that, but overall, a really good deal? Oh, well, the WWE Network has it, Steve, and you'd be a damn fool to pay for it when you can win it for free via Curtain Jerks. $9.99? Go fuck yourself. Contests that are free except for a little bit of your time and know-how. Yeah, we should have made it. You have to buy one of those $9.99 shirts and show you peeing on it like Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> like the bumper stickers mm-hmm. on the back? You know, you don't understand. Curtain jerks, I want to win, P.S. You know what? There's always the combination of Calvin praying and next to, like, the three crosses. Mm-hmm. But you never see the mix-up of him, like, peeing on a cross. And I think <laughs> that's just because that's how you get your rear window smashed in with a brick. Yeah, the, the, that's bad news. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's like that's a, that's a step above, or a step below stealing someone's Jesus fish off the back of their car. Do people do that? Yeah, there was a whole Seinfeld episode about stealing the Jesus fish. It's just a magnet, right? I think so. I mean, I don't know. I I always thought they were cool. I never knew what they were. It was like, oh, it's a little fish on the back of your car. <laughs> well, what's really cool and hip and trending nowadays is something that we watched. Maybe if you were following us on Twitter, you would have seen this. We watched NXT TakeOver. Scott, I think this is the first time I've ever sat down and watched an entire NXT anything. Yeah, I think it is. And I liked it. I thought it was really good. I liked parts of it. Granted, I think we also decided that had we not watched it together, the chances of us watching the whole thing were pretty slim. I think I would have been acting like Krusty the Clown off camera the entire time had you not been there. Cigarette dangling from your lips. Here's some more up-and-comers. 
Oh, oh it? kid, what are you doing? Well, Scott, what uh, did you sound like when I was there? All right. Uh, <laughs> it was a, a chipper tone. Yeah, I should say, I was the one who was really like, hey, hey! I yeah. really enjoyed it. I yeah, thought it was you a good really time. dug it. There, there, I'd say, like, I really dug half of it. I, I guess what I liked about it was I felt like I was watching wrestling in an alternate universe. Like, when you see a lot, like, I, it felt familiar, it felt like WWE, but at the same time, it felt just wild enough and just sort of energetic. Like, seeing a lot of people making, we, well, I think that was sort of, we talked about it briefly, there's this idea that all these guys are working super fast and, like, really hard. What'd you call it? Japanese fighting? Spirit? Japanese fighting spirit. Where it's just nonstop, like, mm-hmm. bang, 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 bang. Like, and once the, you get up to the main roster, that's gone. Yeah. The only way it exists is through finishers for John Cena and Rock. Yeah. And now, like, the only way to get noticed is to go nonstop, full tilt, but then once you get naked to the main roster, hey, kid, slow down. We're entertaining, like, four times as many people as you were thinking, and in the millions. Yeah, and you have to do this 90 times a week. Oh. Yeah, so just slow it down so you see all these guys pumping the brakes once they get there. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. You gotta kill yourself and go super crazy to get there, mm-hmm. and then once you get there, it's like I'll slow it down because you're gonna do this way more often, and we're going to try and kill you. Yeah, it's gonna. The stakes have been raised, and we're also gonna change the uh, the amount of adrenaline you gotta have. Yeah. Th- so there's a lot that happened tonight. Um, so we'll we'll run through it and just talk about highlights and lowlights. Uh, Sin Cara and Kalisto. Faced the Ascension for the NXT Tag Team Championship. I like the Ascension. They were kind of like this, like, more angry APA. Does that make sense? They aren't more angry than the APA. I don't know. APA... Those APAs always pound an ass. They are, but I think that's... They were never super angry. They were always drinking beers, playing cards, smoking cigars, pounding ass. The Scott. second that you ruined that card game, they were Furious. I guess I should say the Ascension, they never had a card game in the first place, so no wonder they're angry all the time. What should they have? They gotta have something. They can't just be, like, weird goth dudes So, so Colt Cabana and Christopher Daniels. Like, the APA gets card games. Like, what do they get? So, uh, Ascension... Game Boy Advances? Yeah, Ascension's called up to the Tara, and they need these segments in the back where Ascension's playing around a table, right? Uh-huh. I think it would be either Dungeons & Dragons. Ooh, okay. Or... Magic they, the Gathering? Or Magic the Gathering. You know, something like, you know, something <laughs> pagan and satanic. Right. Something that your parents really hate. Or, like, just a really spirited game of Clue. Mm-hmm. And then it's always they they piss or, them. Light as a feather, stupid support. <laughs> yeah, it's just support. the two of them playing. And then they power bomb a guy. <laughs> yeah, I think if they were playing Clue, it's always them ending the game for each other by making the wrong guess, and the other person <laughs> wins by default. Yeah, Colonel Mustard did it in the in the library with a wrench. Ooh, sorry, Professor Plum, Professor Plum. Chair shot to the face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so those guys are interesting. Uh, uh, and the year-long reign is over. They were the longest NXT Tag Team Champs. Yeah. Uh, so now with Sin Cara and Kalisto. I'm fascinated by Kalisto. He's a, not quite a dwarf. Yeah, you were. You asked. Uh, you asked aloud during the match if he was done growing. Yeah, I want to see. I want to study him. I want scientific research done on Kalisto. You want that Terminator T T eight hundred red like screen where you look at him and you scan each piece of him and mm-hmm. you like you get all this data coming in. Yeah. That's exactly what I want, because I think they're breeding him to be Sin Cara number three. I think they're doing, they're going Rey Mysterio with him. Either way, they're building him, they're they're growing them in a factory now to be the next uh, luchador that they, that they need. So there's going to be, 
smaller Callisto soon. Well, I, I think that's what El Torito is. I think El Torito, they realize they've gone too far, so now they need to keep splitting the difference. Mm-hmm. Like, El Torito's like, ah, oh, he's too small. He's a joke. He's a joke. He makes people laugh. But we can't go too big because you don't have a big show luchador, which would be amazing, by the way. <laughs> or a Brock luchador. Yeah, Brockador. <laughs> uh, so we, we had that. Uh, Baron Corbin and C.J. Parker. So those were that was the C.J. Parker was like the hippie dude. Mm-hmm. A lot. Of, Steve hadn't seen a lot of these guys at all, and I've seen a couple of these guys. Uh, Tyson Kidd, I'd seen. Sure. Um, nobody else. I don't think I'd seen anybody else besides Sin Cara. Yeah, true. Because, um, yeah, a lot of these are fresh faces. Uh, and then Enzo Amore, Sylvester Lafort. I wasn't into that. Hair no, versus hair. I, I was. And this Enzo Amore guy is, like, the trashiest dude on the planet. And I can't, like, I cannot not look at him. I cannot double negative look at him. <laughs> so, what, like, he's too trashy in a scumbaggy way? He's, well, like... What do you mean? Honestly, if if he dresses the way I wish I could dress, like I would wear a shirt and a, <laughs> I would wear no shirt, a vest and red warm up pants everywhere I go, yeah. shave my head, have a mullet, and have cheetah prints on the side of my head. Yeah, I would do that if I like. He dresses like What's stopping you. He, it's not, it's not the end of the world. We're not fighting over water. I'm not carrying a shotgun that's that I put together through other pieces of other guns. I'm not driving a car made out of half motorcycle and half horse. Like I'm not. It's you not. You know how close you are to half of those things. It's not Mad Max. Like that's he. It's that's, close, Steve. It is close. It is. It's very close. War is the new oil. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say water. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> you gotta have war to survive. Uh, but like, it's he's like a character from Fallout. And honestly, the strangest thing about him is the New York connection, where they both have those accents. It's like, it's like the Undertaker in Suburban Commando. But you did, Ramsey. Yeah, like those characters don't match up with their voices, and that's what it feels like when I see those two guys. It's like. They don't sound right. You know what? I thought it Enzo Yeah, Amori, it didn't feel right. If Enzo Amori talked in nothing but Dutch, I would be. I think it'd be amazing. Like, mm-hmm. he looks like an alien. He should talk like an alien. Yeah. Yeah, it's... For me, it didn't click. Like, there's some of these guys that just don't click yet, and that's not to say that these guys aren't talented or can't do what they're going to do, but... I don't know. It's Sometimes it's just really weird. I don't... You, you mentioned the writing process. Like, do they... I wonder if they put writers if they start at NXT that it's the same sort of process and if you do if you get somebody successfully get moved up to Smackdown or you get moved up to main event and then Smackdown mm-hmm. and then Raw I like I think there's something about that because it seems like honestly NXT should is also could be nicknamed the wall because they're throwing everything at it to the see the WCW wrestler like in in memoriam <laughs> no. who is that the wall i think he was a that's the guy who didn't use his arms, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like uh, uh, the block block or whatever in Mario Brothers. <laughs> or the, the blockheads from Gumby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just some really big white dude with, a I think, a, like a, a bleached white, 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 go, white goatee. Wore a dress shirt uh, and slacks. Really? Yeah. Towards the end of, of WCW. I never, so in the dude, 2000s. Dude, hop on the network, bro. Yeah, get some of that New Blood Rising, really. Or sold out. He's probably on one of those. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. I'm uh, sure there's somebody who's like, The Wall? Oh, dude, he's one of my favorites. Well, I, the other thing about NXT is it feels like every guy is a gimmick wrestler. 
Like, there's very few people that are just sort of standing on their own two legs. Like Adrian Neville and Sammy Zion. Just because Zion. they can do Zane. Zane. I said Zane. You said it was Zion. No. I kept... Because it's... it's In Zima Ion. Yeah. Okay. Sammy Zane. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I'm having a stroke. Uh, yeah, there's only a few people... Like, Adrian Neville seems like, oh, he's just a badass. Like he Just goes, because he can do crazy fucking moves, mm-hmm. that's why he can just be a person. Yeah, and if you're not if you're not interesting enough, it's like, grow your hair out. Uh, have dreadlocks. Uh, let, let your balls hang out through your trunks. Yeah, we'll call you the, the peep show. Uh, I feel like everybody's got that. Balls to more Raven. Ah, very nice. Real very slap nice. in the face to Raven, though, I tell you. Well, balls to more Ravens have enough problems already, <laughs> I think. Uh, but then Bull Dempsey and Mojo Raleigh. I don't know where they get some of these fucking names. Well, I think... Mojo Raleigh? I imagine it this. You're a young rider. You've made it to NXT. You're in Florida. And they're like, all right, we need a name for this guy. You fucking run to the hotel bar, shoot it, do a couple shooters, and then run back and be like, give me a dictionary. And you throw darts at it. And then you do you do Star Wars names. You take the first three letters of one word and then the left first three letters of the next word. You put oh, them I thought it'd be like you go to the hotel bar, do a couple of shooters, and then bang a bunch of chicks and then ask for their names at the end and go like, great, I'm going to use all these mashup names for characters. Thanks for your inspiration. Uh, there's a baby in you. Yeah, there's a Tiffany Myshell and then there's a... <laughs> uh, a Charlotte Flair and Bailey. God, where did they get those fucking names? <laughs> Flair? Don't they know there's a Ric Flair? So that He's was gonna be pissed. That was one of the dual main events for yes. this, and the Charlotte, Charlotte, and, and Bailey was great. I really liked it. Yeah, Charlotte Flair is really she's really impressive. Yeah, and Twitter was pretty going pretty crazy about it also, which isn't always the yardstick I use, but it was today because it was NXT. Well, check your snail mail and see how that worked out. I'm waiting for my uh, uh, my WWE newsletter to arrive and tell me how great the NXT pay per view was. <laughs> was it even a? Pay- I guess it was a pay per view because you're paying for the network. No, it's like a special attraction because it's. The idea of pay-per-view doesn't really exist anymore because you're not paying per view. Unless you're paying from home to watch it without the network. But I don't think that's a thing. I don't think it's on... I don't think that's a special show that was on... uh, Uh, No, NXT wasn't available for pay-per-view, but WrestleMania is still available for pay-per-view if you don't have the network. Suckers! Say, some people don't have tablets or smartphones, Scott. Really? Yeah. Kill yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Scott, there's no way they're going to listen. They don't have smartphones or tablets. Ah, Son of a bitch. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, the Fatal 4-Way main event, Adrian Neville, who is the champ, uh, and Tyson Kidd, Tyler Breeze, and Sami Zayn. This was great, too. That match was cool as shit. The first 15 minutes, I was sort of, uh, I was just hanging out. And then it picked up. And, like, when it picked up, it went, it was, uh, there was a moment when I saw, when we, I think we both sort of realized Wait a minute, the other two guys are supposed to be unconscious out of the ring for this entire time? Mm-hmm. It felt just a little bit too long. And that's not to just sort of, con- not like armchair book the whole thing, but it just sort of was like, huh? Yeah, sometimes when they when they have those, you know, triple threats or fatal four ways and people have to be out of it, they, there could be better justification sometimes. I'm sure Raven would talk all about that because he kind of goes into stuff like that where yeah. it's... Hey, if you're going to be out, be out for a reason. Yeah, like make Tyler it, Breeze should be doing stuff on his phone. Make like, it count. Make it character or build something to the match or build yourself. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, picking your moment or something and being conniving or just uh, something devastating really happens to you. Circling the ring and pointing at your own head to let everyone know how smart you are. Yeah, I'm waiting for my moment. Uh, Yeah, pointing at your head, then pointing at your watch and being like, huh? The time, guys, that I go in. And, and then pointing we, at your balls. <laughs> I'm balls to more raven. Ah, uh, anybody? Look at my balls. Ooh, I don't like your balls. Eat They're misshapen. Eat someone's popcorn. No, you dip your balls in their popcorn. Yeah, and then you eat it food. now, you son of a bitch. Oh, boo. They're sadly eating because they got hungry. Oh, and we forgot Kenta. Oh, that was. He, now he is hideo. Uh, <laughs> hideous. Uh, Yes, uh, uh, oh god, what was it? I call him Video Atari. I almost called him Hideo Kojima, but he did not invent Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, they had this shot where he's in the ring, and that's the most quiet I've ever heard a wrestling crowd. Well, because they're really like hanging on every word, trying to decipher what he's saying. Well, so he comes out as Kenta, and then he says a bunch of stuff in Japanese, and then he says, Dream Come True, and then he said. That he's changing his name to Hideo something. Ah, shit. I'm looking at this breakdown of it, and they're really, they're not even putting it on there. Oh, here we go. Hideo Itami. Be, and that was uh, It's a honor. tribute to one of his heroes. Abraham Lincoln. Uh, it's the Val Venus of there of Japanese yeah, yeah. wrestling. <laughs> he's, he's, he named himself after the most sexual <laughs> Japanese wrestler of all time. <laughs> Mr. Sake. <laughs> yeah, uh, Hideo means uh, overly large. Itami means uh, bulbous penis. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. It's very true. Check your Japanese to English dictionary. Um, but he, and then uh, Ascension came out and threw him around. And I was not interested in this guy at all. Kenta was like, oh, this is interesting. You're like, he's speaking in broken English. But then mm. when they attacked him and he started yelling at them in Japanese... And he sounded like a drunken Yakuza guy from the movies. I was like, sold! Yeah, there doesn't need to be any reason when a guy speaks another language that they don't do it when threatening someone. It's always in the the bilingual promos of, uh, like, Rey Mysterio does it or, you know, Chavo did it where the, it's a little bit of grandiose, like, yeah, we're really going to do this for everybody. And then the Spanish version. Yeah. Fucking threaten somebody in your language. That sounds cool as shit. Kenta, like, yelling at them in Japanese and sounding like Mako from Conan the Barbarian was Mm -hmm. awesome. It was so cool. I was like, if you want him to be on the mic, get him a manager. Get him a valet. And then hand him the mic to have him yell in Japanese. Yeah. Like, he can say stuff in English as simple as, as, I will beat you. And I'm like, sold. Say the rest in Japanese. And then we'll... Yes. Oh, shit. Now he's serious. Yes. I am in full support of that. I think he's awesome. But what's... Amongst all this, like, it was a, it was an entertaining show. If you can, you know, check it out on the network if you have it. And if you need the network, well, then you should be signing up for our fucking contest. Uh, we've been getting tweets, d- direct messages from Triple H, uh, kind of bragging, almost, and saying he was going to stop by the studio today yeah. to say... Uh, I don't know to to brag about it or well, something. Well, he's been not... he's been so on board with this NXT stuff. Like he tweeted those pictures, and mm-hmm. he was also sort of doing the intros for NXT, and sort of it's funny that everybody kind of calls him this sort of big arrogant guy that he buries everybody, buries everybody, and that he sort of goes and like he's always like cream rises to the top, and then you think he doesn't pay any attention to these sort of younger crop of guys. Yeah, because. I... I, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, excuse me. All right, excuse me. Well, you got a lot of people in here today. 
Well, uh, well, I mean, we have engineers and stuff. We're trying to make the studio something big and new. Uh, Triple H, everybody. Triple H is here. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me, Kurt Jerks. Uh, I'm pretty happy to be here. Uh, look, we're recording this on Thursday, and it's... Oh, you mean the day of uh, NXT TakeOver 2, Fatal 4 yeah. Wave? Yeah, uh, and you got here really fast because that was in uh, Florida? Yeah, it was in Florida. Uh, and we're in Los Angeles, California. Were you even there for the show? Oh, yeah. I was watching it from the jet. You were watching it from the jet? Yeah, I should probably say, just in terms of the show, really great show. Sounds like people liked it a lot. Should point out, anytime there was sort of an awkward pause in the production or during the pre-show, yeah. or it seemed like there was a little bit of a stumble, that's when I was taking a leak. I wasn't in anybody's ear at that point. You were taking a leak. Yeah, yeah, on the plane. I, they have a satellite set up. But every time something great happened on the show... you're Right now, you're leaning back in your chair with your feet up on the desk uh, and doing the suck it sign to me, which I assume means you're taking credit for that? Hey, I don't want to. I don't want to take credit for anything. I mean, it's a pretty good pay per view. Don't you think? I mean, you think it was a pretty good pay per view, right? I. It was a. It was a fun event. There was some really cool stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Okay. You're again. You had you had sat up uh, properly. Now you have loosened your tie and you kicked off your shoes, put them up on the table, and are giving me the second sign yet again. Look, a lot of people are going to say that pay per view was a real success, but I mean, what are you going to do? What am I gonna do? Uh, well, it's great. not you it's specifically. New. It's a rhetorical question. Oh, it's open. Yeah, you could honestly, Scott Narver, you could do whatever you want. But what's the person going to do in general? Because the pay per view is such a good deal. It was great. It was a great pay per view. I mean, but who are you going to give all that? You know, those accolades to? Who are you gonna? Who's responsible for NXT being such a big success? Well, okay. I my first uh, guess uh, would be uh, all the all uh, the talent, uh, all, all the workers, uh, 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 the wrestlers. Uh, your crotch? Again, okay, now your socks are off. And uh, you've unbuttoned your shirt slightly. And uh, you're you're giving me the suck it sign. I'm not going to take full credit. But I just want to let you know. It seems like when you do the suck it sign, you're taking full credit. You, Look, if you want to give away... me... Scott, if you want to give me full credit for that pay-per-view, I'll take it. I mean, I only was responsible for the new performance center... As well as, you know, the booking for the whole uh, NXT takeover. But, I mean, come on. You weren't there. I was on a jet watching. You I was on a jet watching. To fly here? Yeah, because I was going to give you guys an exclusive interview because I think you guys were going to watch and enjoy the pay-per-view. Well, we did, and I, but I don't know if all credit goes to you. I mean, couldn't we say some of that goes to general manager William Regal? That is a purely fictional performance by William Regal. Whoa, you're going to tear it down like that? Oh, God, what, is this live? <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, see, exactly. By the time this podcast comes out, NXT is going to be in the annals of WWE history, and everybody's going to remember for, for what it was. Whoa. Triple H kicking ass and booking the best NXT pay-per-view available. Well, do you plan on doing anything with any of these guys? Like, are the Ascension going to move up to the main roster now since they lost the titles? No, probably not. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> no? No, I like, we like the guys have kind of languish in NXT right now and make sure that they really have to just burst at the seams. And then we'll bring them up and we'll have to change their whole style because they'll be too fast for everybody. Well, what about Charlotte Flair? Are you going to do something with her? She's a name. She's a, she's a second generation Flair. Yeah, yeah. We could bring her up and then have her get crushed by one of the Divas. 
Wait, what about Sami Zayn? He can speak multiple languages and do all these crazy moves. Yeah, that's good. You know what I'm thinking? I think we should bring him up to, to the Raw and then have him speak only in foreign languages. Kind of like what you were saying about uh, Kenta. It, okay, what about Kenta? What are you going to do with that guy? He, he impressed everybody. Well, we're going to put him and Hornswoggle together and make a tag team where they have big ice cream fights with a pair of puppets. <laughs> all right. I'm going to be completely honest with you, Triple H. That whole rumor about you burying everybody, burying all the talent, it seems like you're doing that. It seems like you're burying all these young kids because you don't want them to step on your legacy. Scott, Scott, describe to everybody what I'm doing. Okay, what you're doing right now is you are taking a shovel out that you had brought with you in a duffel bag, and you're bringing out the shovel, and you that you take in a second shovel... And you are now, instead of, like, your sledgehammers, you're now taking both of these shovels and using them as suck-it signs on your crotch. Which, it, I guess, means you're going to bury everybody in your crotch? Yeah, it sounds about right to me. That'd be a great t-shirt, don't you think? <laughs> It'd be me as Christ. <laughs> what? With two shovels going suck-it to the world. Um, or a picture of me peeing on a cross over a sticker on the back of somebody's car. Well, if you do that, could you please allow us to have that t-shirt so that way we can make some money off of this? Yeah, all right. You guys can have it. But I'm really glad you enjoyed that NXT pay-per-view. That was a good time at the movies, wasn't it? It was all right. Um, there's a couple guys that I, I think you should bury. All right. Bye. You can give me that list privately if you like. I will. All right. I'll, thanks a lot. I'll DM you on Twitter. Hey, great. I'll DM you later. What does that mean? Wait, what does that mean to you? Direct message. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. No, it isn't. You just rolled your eye. And you're giving me the second sign again. Put your shoes on. All right, I'll see you guys later. All right. That's a waste of corporate money to fly out here to us. I appreciate Sorry, it. Sorry, still me. Just having a lot of trouble with these laces. Got a big old knot in them. Yeah, we're done with you. I'm talking to Steve now. Oh, man, he took my seat for a while. Yeah. Ooh, it's warm. Well, he's a, he's a big dude. Yeah, it's sweaty, too. Mm-hmm. All right, so we watched NXT TakeOver. Steve, I've finally been able to make TNA Impact Wrestling work on iTunes. That's great. Scott, you must be so energized, so excited to finally be catching up on Impact. How has it changed your life? Uh, well, I've seen a few episodes. I've seen the, I started on the NYC uh, Manhattan Center shows. When they're in New York and it's exciting stuff. And That's with the hard voice, right? Yep. That's hard... <laughs> I don't know what happened to my voice. I had a burp that I was trying to suppress and it revolutionized my mouth. Oh, all right. Um, it was, it's, it's been pretty cool so far. It's the same thing that's always rough when they do those they do a month's worth of shows somewhere. Oh, because... <laughs> in, the, in two nights? <laughs> in one night. They did a month's amount of shows in one night? I believe so. That's how they did... Well, they did England... what they do? Fuck, I was there and I can't even remember. It's hard when they do multiple... Th they do two shows in one night. So it was probably two nights. Um, that when they have to bring somebody out again, since the roster isn't huge, it's hard to get that reaction again and you feel it. Mm -hmm. Like when they bring bromance out again or somebody like that and you're like... Uh, yeah, I saw you already, and I, I cheered for you then, but now, um, all right. Scott, that's why I think you got to do local sports teams jerseys on the second step out. Oh. you got to get that cheap heat. And then pee on them. <laughs> that really cheap heat. <laughs> the cheap pee. The cheap heat. Um, so they've been cool. It's, uh, you saw the Dudleys reunite. This is like a month and a half ago show, so a lot of people already know this, but, um, 
I'm excited to catch up on that stuff and the, all the promise of putting Dixie Carter through a table. And Gene Snitsky is there and not Ezekiel Jackson because they gave him another name. And I swear to God, I've been watching all these episodes and they said his name fucking one time and I haven't caught it again. They don't say his name ever. And they never put, like, he doesn't have matches yet, so they're not going to show his uh, his little, like, title. The yeah, he doesn't have yet. a little graphic. So it's all run-ins and you're like, ah, oh, as you called him earlier, Admiral Akbar. It could be that. It could be Roger Moore. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> it could be Tron Javolta. I would love Tron Javolta. <laughs> Tron Javolta is the greatest wrestler's name of all time. That's when John Travolta goes to d- developmental, and then they can't use his name. <laughs> right? Yeah. We curbed that from the, we curbed that from the Colt Cabana podcast, and only because you told that to me. No, oh, it's kind of a joke. I mean, they did it with Sting, where they, it's uh, 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 Steve Borden's, uh, but they they flip it. Uh, uh, Borden, St- Borden Stevens is Jesus. what they called him. <laughs> Yikes. Welcome, Borden Stevens. So it's been cool. I've, I've been happy catching up on TNA. I still got a ways to go. Um, but that's just an exciting time in my life. Yeah, it sounds like it's good. And also an exciting time in everybody's lives, Raven. Yes. This dude, I, I always love watching his shoots. I always love hearing his interviews and stuff. And this is really cool having him, like you said, sitting down with Tom in a car. Um, they talk all kinds of fun stuff. Psychology, Stonehenge, comedy, uh, great stuff. Uh, Tom Anstey from Wrestling Memes. Facebook.com slash Wrestling Memes. And at Wrestling underscore Memes on Twitter. Tom does a great job. He gave us this interview and we're happy to play it for you now. Here is Raven. It's, it's a special one right now because he is a two-time ECW champion, a former NWA TNA heavyweight champion, a 39-time hardcore champion, and he's held championships in every major promotion for the last, um, well, 10 to 15 years or so. Uh, it's Raven joining us on the podcast. How are we doing today? Uh, I'm just uh, doing fine. I'm stuck in traffic here in London. It's the, uh, it's the shits. Man, London <laughs> traffic is terrible. It's like, we have gone, uh, how far have we gone so far? Oh, we've just over a mile. Just, just over, over a, a mile, mile in 20 minutes. That's ridiculous. It's and fant- it's 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> it's fantastic. We've, we've just, well, actually, we've been, uh, we've been at Stonehenge for the day, so uh, why, don't you, why don't you tell us a bit about that? Uh, we went to Stonehenge. Uh, uh, there's lots of rocks there. They're very large. <laughs> They're in strange shapes. Now, I, I've been wanting to go to Stonehenge for a long time, so I'm glad we got to see it. Then we went to the Salisbury uh, Cathedral, so that was pretty cool. And then we, we stayed in a lot of traffic, and the traffic was gloriously rotten. <laughs> yes, we have been in traffic most of the day. Uh, let's, let's move on to our, to our first questions. Okay, so, so my, well, actually, let's go to the comedy first. Uh, you're over here doing stand-up comedy. Um, what, what made you think that you wanted to, to try it out? I mean, you've been doing it for a while. Try out? What, yeah. what, they had, like, tryouts for stand-up <laughs> comedy comics? Tryouts. Well, yes. how do you think it went? I was there. I really enjoyed it. How do you think it went? I thought the show was phenomenal, but now you're making it sound like that was my first time doing it. <laughs> no, no, you've done it, you've done it in America. But have, you, have you done it in England before? No. This is your, that's what I mean, your first time in England. Yes, but it wouldn't be a tryout. Yeah. You know, I'm already, I'm Tr- already, tryout was the wrong I'm word. already accredited stand-up comedian. Accredited stand-up comedian, Reagan. I've, yes. uh, I've toured with Bob Levy, uh, who's uh, formerly of the Howard Stern Show. Uh yeah, no, I, but I haven't done stand-up in like six or eight months, though, so yeah, it's been a while. That's what I was going for. 
Yeah, but it still wouldn't be a tryout. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but how, well, you're, you're kind of trying out your mic I'm skills on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic so far. Um, brilliant. So <laughs> I would say it's it's somewhere between brilliant and rubbish. rubbish. And you and and I'm gonna have to go with uh, <laughs> uh, we'll go with somewhere in the center. Fantastic. Yeah. So so comedy. How, how what what made you want to get into that? Oh. Well, I heard there were tryouts. <laughs> You see, he's great. He's a great stand-up comedian. He's he's knocking him out of the park here. The uh, no, I am. Um, I've always my dad was funny. He's very funny, but he was like Don Rickles, very insult humor. Always insulted me, destroyed my self-esteem, destroyed my self-worth. Um, but he was funny though, doing it. Um, and so that's what made me uh, want to be. Um, that's what made me excel was the fact that he destroyed. It made me so insecure and destroyed my self-worth. Uh, and that's why I became a, a professional wrestler because I wanted to be a star, um, and I loved wrestling. But by the same token, I always wanted to do comedy. I always wanted to be funny because he was funny, and I wasn't funny at all as a kid. And then I had to teach myself what was funny. And uh, eventually, as I got older, and by the time I got to college, I started to become funny. And then I got into business, and I got funnier. And then eventually, but I can never write a joke, though, because writing a joke's much more difficult than being funny in a situation. Um, but finally, I was watching uh, Jimmy Carr. He's a British comedian. I'm sure you've all heard of him. And, uh, he, you know, he's got lots of filthy material. And something triggered, and, and I went home that night and wrote the filthiest bit ever. And, uh, and then after that, just material started coming to me. And then, uh, so then... Then I was like, sweet. So then I started my first gig. The first time I ever did stand up, first four times I ever did stand up, I was paid to do it. I never did an open mic night at that point. Uh, never went on stage before as a comedian and just uh, went out there with a paid gig and started working. Well, yeah, I would say about your stand up comedy, uh, while I really enjoyed it, it probably wouldn't be something I'd want to go with my parents to. There's, there's a lot of um, sexual jokes and <laughs> rude jokes in there. Uh, you know. It all depends what your taste is. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, know, if you like if you like if you like jokes about pedophilia and lesbianism, you know, you're Raven's the man. Yeah, or Jimmy Carr for that matter. <laughs> no, I don't think there was any pedophilia jokes. No, I guess actually there, there was, might have there been was at least yeah, one. Yeah, at least one, yeah. Yeah, we, 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 yeah. we covered we covered the spectrum, I think. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> right. So so let's move on to the wrestling. Um, I've been watching wrestling personally since about the 2000s, so uh, 10, 14 years. So my real first exposure to Raven, or my first memory of Raven, is still one of my favourite moments in wrestling. I don't know whether you agree with me or not, but it was when you fed Perry Saturn's mop into a wood chipper. <laughs> what are your memories on the angle where you uh, murdered Moppy? That, <laughs> that was fun, but that is so low on a list of Raven highlights. <laughs> I thought it might be, but that if that was your in, in, uh, it, it, introduction, it was to Raven. one of the things that got me into wrestling. If if you believe that. So then, uh, well, hopefully you've seen some of my other highlights because I'm not gonna. That that was entertaining, but that would I wouldn't I would say that was that barely would make the top 100. <laughs> well, uh, let's let's move let's move on to one that I think might do. Um, was when well I think it's an iconic moment in TNA when you won the world title I think it still to this day is when you won the title at Slammiversary uh, arguably a point when TNA was really like it was must watch TV every week I thought it was the King of the Mountain yeah it was the King of the Mountain what did I say Slammiversary Slammiversary the King of the Mountain match at Slammiversary 
Oh, is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The King oh. of the Mountain was the match. Oh, okay. So, so how, I don't think how... it's hot about it. I'm just asking. You. <laughs> so, how 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 was that for you? Like in in that time being in TNA, what what did you think about the product at the time? I it was uh, I mean it was good. I mean you know, and once again, um, the high the 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 strongest parts of the Raven career mm. were ECW and WCW. You know, so the stuff you're saying as you know as as part of my career. I mean, yeah. I'm still proud of it. I'm proud of all parts of my career. But I'm not the stuff I'm most proud of is the stuff from ECW and uh, WCW. Well, what what's your personal favorite feud then? What, what was your like? Was it in WCW or ECW? What was your favorite? Yeah, obviously it was a uh, Raven Dreamer and uh, Sandman mm. Dreamer. Yeah, you see, I I, I I I can be. I am a wrestling historian as well. I, I did manage to catch up on all of that, but it was all a bit later and out of out of place. But it, yeah, it was, those are. I would put. Are, I would put those. I've said it before. I'll say it mm. again. All vanity aside, I'd put those two feuds up against any feud ever uh, for uh, for creativity, for enjoyability, for storytelling, for any aspect you want to make it. Those two feuds were, as I think, as brilliant as you get. And so, uh, would it be fair to say that those guys were your favorite guys to wrestle as well, or did you have a, who was your favorite guy to go up against? Those two are my favorite to wrestle. Mm-hmm. When I have an angle, uh, I mean, you know, if like if I'm just having a if I'm just having a regular match, um, like it, there's two kinds, like you know, like on indie shows, if I want to, if it's a hot, if it's a big hot, sh- you know, show, you know, of course a Dreamer, you know, or Sandman, because there's so much history. Like me and Dreamer, we still are feuding. It's the greatest thing ever. We've been feuding for 15 <laughs> years now, uh, 16 years. No, wait, hold on, wait, uh, 95, I guess. So. Yeah, so um, that'd be uh, 18 years. Yeah, 18 years. <laughs> Me and Drew have been feuding for 18 years. It's, well, but, and it still hasn't ended. That's what's so awesome about it. Um, when do you think it will end? Ne- never. never. When one of, and even when one of, if he dies first, I'm going to go piss on his grave. <laughs> so we won't end then. Um, but yeah, it's been 18 years. Well, you, you've got, you're, you're well known for having a mind for the business and telling a really good story. Um, if you look at the independent scene today, a lot of it is like, it, it's a lot of people who they'll hit 15 big boots, a super kick, a 450 splash, cover their opponent for a one count. Do you think that that's something which they, they're kind of just, they're going for flashy rather than the story, the story tale? They, they don't know any better, and nor do they want to know. And there's a lot of factors for it, but unfortunately for them, they're never going to go anywhere. I mean, they might get to the show but, I mean, to me, your goal should always be to be the world champion and be the best in the business. And you're never going to be that with that level of psychology, you know, or without that level, without a certain level of psychology. You know, they all want to be like Shawn Michaels, which is great. Shawn's phenomenal. But what they take from him is the athleticism, but they don't take the psychology, the selling, the drama, you know. I was at a show the other day, and uh, while I was waiting for the, uh, the show to start, they had on the monitor, they had a match with uh, Sean and Kurt Angle. And the way, and all I caught was the ending of it, but, uh, and Kurt went over, but the way they did it was they kept, uh, Kurt kept going back to the uh, ankle lock, and then Sean went for the super kick, and then Kurt would catch it, and then whatever. But the way, I forget exactly what happened, basically, mm-hmm. but, but if you watch it, what I do remember is, is the drama of how long Sean took between things and how long Kurt did. 
and the milking it, the milking it, you know, to get the people on the edge of their seat. And you have to know when to milk it, when not to milk it. If you milk it too soon, then, you know, the people crap on it. If you go too long, they crap on it. You know, there's an art form to getting it just right. You know, I mean, to truly get it right there, just exactly perfect. Facial expressions, both the facial expressions of when Kurt would get the ankle lock on, like he was squeezing and he wanted to break the fucking leg of Shawn Michaels. Shawn's face of just pure pain and agony. You know, the pathos, the drama, you know, and, and the guys that just do flippity floppity moves have none of that because they're not selling. You've been in every major promotion uh, and you've been in them for the vast majority of your career. How, what do you think is the key to like that longevity that's kept you, kept you around, kept you relevant and kept people wanting to see you? Psychology. You have to be clever, creative, and uh, you have to have some good psychology, great psychology. Because I'll tell you what, if, if I didn't have any of those, if I didn't have those skills, um, I never would have been able to last this long because I burnt so many bridges because uh, I was an idiot that, you know, that uh, I'm lucky I was able to stay around as long as I did. But that's just purely because I know how what I'm doing in the ring, you know. Okay, uh, well, it's, it's been great talking to you. Uh, yeah, it's been okay talking yeah, to you. Well, that's, that's better than nothing, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> if, if you're uh, if a fan of you want to get in, in contact with you, do you have a Twitter, Facebook, anything like that? Yeah, um, I, uh, I Twitter at, at The Raven Effect, but all I do is insult my fans. So if you like to be that insulted... Sound, that sounds like the car trip we've been having today. Yes, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> if you like to be insulted, uh, Twitter me and I will insult you. Um, and uh, the uh, you can go to my web my website uh, theravenefect.com and uh, that's about it. Yeah, I mean I really have nothing to plug right now. No more upcoming comedy dates. Uh, I haven't really set up my schedule yet. I wanted to see since it's been six or eight, uh, since it's been eight months since I've done any. I want to see how the other night went before I started lining up <laughs> gigs, which it went really well. So I think I will start lining up some more stuff. All right, great. That's punchier. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. And you know what's interesting? Because with our episode last week with Paul Heyman, that was the last time I'd seen Raven for a long time. It was his interview segment. So right, it's yeah. very, I'm excited to have another interview segment that we get to sort of see him in, you know, and we get to hear what he has to say. It's a shame that he's just not around in all these places because he is forever an entertaining guy. Like, he, he's intriguing. He always says something interesting to say. He might not like the comparison. I don't know. But it's like a Kevin Nash, where he's got this different mind, and he talks very frankly, and it's always interesting, because it's a unique perspective out of the guy. Oh, yeah, you're saying Nash, Nash just in the sense that he's, like, he's very unique. You wouldn't you wouldn't really know how to classify Raven, much in the same way I wouldn't know how to classify Nash. Yeah, I, I would always be happy to watch any of these guys on any wrestling show. They, they would make me tune in, and they don't need to wrestle all the time. It could be commentary. It could be any of that. Like, when Raven did commentary on Sunday Night Heat, Sunday Night Heat was fucking awesome. I really turned the heat up. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> if Raven listened to any of this, <laughs> he just peed on his uh, smartphone and tablet. <laughs> That's cheap Pete. <laughs> it is time for Jerk Tweets. Each week, go to Twitter.com. Send us your hashtag Jerk Tweets. That's at Curtain Jerks. Uh, Benjamin Arier says... Whatever happened to Earl Hebner's evil twin, Dave Hebner? Ah, mentioned on the show incorrectly once, I believe. 
Really? Yeah, I think Earl talked about him, but he didn't seem to know very much about him. Oh, well, I mean, clear falling out between the brothers. Of course. I don't know if they get along that well. We've never had Dave on the show. We... Earl has been on the podcast several times. You can go through our catalog and listen to Earl. Um, he's been on the show, and, you know, if you don't know, he lives in a chicken coop. Yeah. A lot of people think it's a joke we made up on the show, but it's incredibly accurate. We have pictures that fans have sent in that True. they Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, to enhance the brightness. Yeah. Because Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Did I make it sound like they just uh, constructed those pictures? They clarified the image that was the original picture. Yeah, it's yeah. like using uh, filters on a photo to give it that old-timey feel. But in this case, like, when you're doing paparazzi work, as our fans sometimes do, you know, it's out in the dark at night. You know, you got to yeah, catch Earl in when he's no feeding. Ways, in no ways is it the equivalent of sewing bat wings onto a squirrel and then putting it into a mason jar for formaldehyde and then touring around the country saying you have a bat squirrel. No! <laughs> not at all! It's not like saying we have Raven on the podcast and then Triple H is here and it's not the same thing in some way. No, 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 no. Or what we're about to do with the Hebners. But we luckily <laughs> have a tape. Yeah, that they sent to us. Yeah, exclusively to our podcast. Not the fucking Bleacher Report or Cole Cabana. Right? No, 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 no. They sent it to the source. Curtain Jerks. Yeah, comedy wrestling podcast. There is a post-it note attached to this. Oh, it's a also, cassette tape. It's a cassette tape also. I'm going to have to set up the old uh, tape deck for this one. But mm-hmm. there's a uh, post-it note on the front that says, Get ready for the world to change. I'm ready. And then underneath that, in parentheses, it said, Wrestling. <laughs> like signed wrestling? No, just like the wrestling world. Oh, Like I they see. wrote the world change and then thought better and they were like, Wrestling. Usually you put that little arrow and like, uh, oh, uh, wrestling world. Change. Yeah, like, the, like you forgot it. Yeah, it's like it's like messing it. They they really should have done a second draft on that post-it note. They should have, or yeah, or written on the back. Why why are we busting people's balls for a post-it note? I don't know, but let's let's play that tape now and have everybody filled in on what the Hebners are gonna do. Okay, Dave, it's on. All right, oh, okay. Give him pump. Yeah, give him pump. Ooh, lion face. Kitty face. Lion face. Kitty face. Lion face. Kitty face. Lion face. Okay, lemons. Portuguese monkey. Okay. Many black bugs bleed black blood. Many black bugs bleed black Big black cocks. Bang, beautiful babes. Cole Cabana, are you gonna cash in that check? Cole Cabana, are you gonna cash in that check? JBL owes me five dollars. JBL owes me five dollars. Okay, I think I'm ready. I'm feeling. Okay, now that we got our warm-ups done, let's cut the most harshest promo out there. Let's shoot straight from the hip. Shoot straight from the hip, talking about the West in the world. Yeah. Okay, let's let's cut this promo. All right, Western World, look out! Yeah. Wait, was that the start? Was it going to start with Western oh, World? Oh, well, no, no, no. I, I mean, I want to, I want to freeball this thing. All right, look, wait, let's let's, I, let's improvise it. I don't. Hey, to hell with this script. <laughs> Who needs it? Hey, I typed that up. <laughs> yeah, it's bullshit. But don't take mine away too. It's bullshit. I don't. Are oh, you taking my script too? Oh, whoa! Did you highlight this? 
Oh, did you hide right here? Headwalk! Headwalk! Oh, yeah, dude, go, okay! Yeah, ooh! They call me, Brian! My name's Earl! My name's Earl! There's a show named after me! They call me, Brian! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Well, would you wet yourself? No! Wet wee wee! Wet wee! Come on! Wet wee wee! I'll just. I highlighted my lines so I know what to say. Yeah, well, we're done with that. We. Don't make me call Brian. I'll call Brian who'll come over here and defend me. What's he gonna do? Right, beat up your old man bones. Yeah, well, I'd like to see him twice. Yeah, I'll, I'll stand up for you someday. Someday you will. Till then, oh, my hand's on your head. Come at me. Come at me. Come at me. Can't reach. Yeah, let you go. Guy, it's fine. You, we'll cut this. We'll just free ball this promo. We're gonna free ball this. We'll get out. We'll get out. All right. Well, watch out, Westwood World, because the Hebner Boys in town. So, we'll come into town near you, and we'll go shave films up. Yeah, we'll show you what's up. WWE, you get ready for you get ready for the new new blood, the new blood of Hebner's. Yeah, you think all those refs are calling the matches the way you want them to? No, you're looking for the best, and you've seen the West. Yeah, what you need a you only have referees that are under the age of thirty five? Well maybe you should get a couple of dual referees who are over sixty five. Uh, I'm parched, I need some water. What? Uh, I'm parched. oh hold on. Cut 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 cut. I'm pausing, I'm pausing. Uh, I need Dasani. What? I need Dasani water. Well, go no, get no 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 from... Aquafina, Aquafina, Aquafina. Okay, go get it from the fridge. Ah, uh, you get it for me. What? No. Little bitch. No, I don't want to get it for you. Yo, little bitch. Who was born second? I was. Who has way more mass on their body? Earl does. No, Dave does. Oh, you little bitch. I thought it was a fat joke. No, no. Do you call him fat, little bitch? Oh, Not tap. Ow. Yeah. Give me my Aquafina. Oh, okay. Take the cap off. What? Take the cap off. Take the cap off. Take the cap off, you little bitch. Come on, Earl. Okay. Come on, you little bitch. Here's your dishonor. Drink some of it. Make sure it's not poison. It's a little bit salty. Oh, your lips touched it. I don't want it anymore. No, you just threw it out of my hands. Yeah, I don't want it anymore. Your your gross lips touched it. All right, you seem energized. Let's cut another promo. I'm I'm feeling good. No, are you feeling good? Wyan face. Wyan face. Wyan face. Wyan face. Wyan face. Okay, okay. Okay. You start this one. Okay. Okay, I'm recording. Okay. CM Punk, do you need personal handlers to take care of your daily business? The Hefner Brothers are available for personal injury cases. That's right. We went to law school, and we are here to fight for you. Yeah, we'll make sure that you get all the things that are coming to you. Yeah, that's right. Have you been warned by the Wubby Wubby Wee? We are here to fight for you to get your residual checks for WWE 2K15. Or maybe you want them to take the padlock off that all that excess merchandise so you can sell it yourself at indie shows. That's right. You got CM Punk teddy bears. You got CM Punk water bottles. You got CM Punk guava wamps. And what are you going to do with a spatula that doesn't have CM Punk on it? Throw it away. Throw it away. Put John Cena's face on it and have him sell that, that mess. Hey, that reminds me. I accidentally been using the uh, fly swatter for the uh, spatula because it was in the kitchen. Ew, gross. I ate one of those hamburgers. <laughs> I was making hamburgers yesterday, wasn't I? Ah, God. Ugh, ugh, gross. Ugh. Sweet revenge. Wedgie. I'm going to give you wedgie. Yeah. And the tape ends right there.
their personal attorneys? <laughs> a big scoop on curtain jerks today. The Hefner brothers are personal injury attorneys. Wait, but then before that, they were talking about uh, being referees? I think they want to get just back. putting out messages for everything. I think honestly, if we ever have, if they send us another tape, they might have other things they do. And I think they're just throwing. You know what? The Hefners are in an NXT of their own where they're throwing anything against the wall to see what sticks. Boy, don't they know they could do low budget uh, commercials? Oh, I thought you were going to say low budget films, and I was like, yeah, I'm sure they could uh, secure international financing before they start filming. Yeah, well, we got the Hebner Brothers, all right? <laughs> you don't need a Michael Perret or a Roddy McDowell. We've got the Hebner Brothers, Thailand. Now, that's that's worth $50,000, all right, in pre-sales. It's got to be. That's how the movie industry works. Is that right? It's yeah. all pre-sales? Yeah, if you can pick a weird B-list actor, there's a pretty good chance you could finance your entire movie by pre-selling your international rights. What if I could get Corbin Burnson? I think you there's probably a market for it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? I think so. <laughs> I'm shocked by that. Corbin Burnson was... Uh, he was in Major League. He was in... That was uh... Tom Berenger. No, 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 he's in there. Yeah. He's, the, he's the snooty one. Uh... He's the one that shows up with the, the golf bag filled with bats in it. Uh, was Corbin Burnson also the bad guy in a lot of stuff? He's always sort of the snooty dude, right? Mm-hmm. I think he was in either L.A. Law or 30-something, one think, of those shows. I think you're right. Uh, speaking of old shows, do you remember Exo Squad? Yes. Do you remember it being the most depressing cartoon you'd ever seen? No, Conan the Barbarian, or Conan the Adventurer, whatever that, that Conan one was. Oh, the one where in the first six seconds they tell you about his entire family turning to stone? Yeah, and you know it's one of those shows that's never going to complete, so yeah. his family's forever frozen in stone. Every once in a while he gets a mystical amulet and brings it back to them, and like he brings his young sister back to life, but by, by the end of it she turns back to stone. I was raped by a village! <laughs> <laughs> Who? Who? I shall rape them in return. Which village? Ah. Yeah, that was the most depressing cartoon to me. Why was Exo Squad so depressing? Well, so in Exo Squad, they made a bunch of clones. That's where the blue alien guys. Oh, okay. And then humanity like had to abandon Earth and go into space. But I remember every. I remember as a child thinking, "This show sucks. Exo Squad loses every episode." And then they. <laughs> as won- you made fun of Earl Hebner at a young age. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh but they always were, like, it was just the saddest show. It was like the uh, uh, super sad movie reference of cartoon shows. Like, they just never won. They always went... Kramer versus Kramer? Yeah, it was the Kramer versus Kramer of cartoon shows. Like, the humans <laughs> always got in really weird battles. they get fucked up, and they'd always be low energy in their super space suits, exo suits. You don't remember any of this? I, I I think it was on the verge of, like, I'm getting a little cool for cartoons. Like, I'm not watching all this stuff anymore. Oh, that's you're missing then, out, man. That's when TVY7 came out. That's when you knew it was going to be a good show. <laughs> uh, if you could do, uh, like, an Exo Squad type show now with wrestlers in it, who would you put where? Uh, who would be the big alien? Oh, the blue guy? Like, the good blue guy? Yeah. Um... Uh, I was going to say Great Khali, but I feel like that's too easy. Oh, gross. He's got to convey emotion. Yeah, then uh, Big Show. I think Big Show would be a good alien. Oh, okay. Yeah, who were you thinking? I don't know. Uh, but we seem to pick Big Show a lot for just like a big alien. No, we but, don't. Can, but keep in mind, you could cast all the other guys as NXT guys. They're all like, oh, that's Kalisto for everybody else. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Everybody's a bunch of Kalistos. Um... Z- Zane, I think, would be probably the... Uh, oh, he'd be like a good... Uh, like uh, the 
the second in command guy. So like I'm basing this on what I can remember. I remember. I'm was... thinking Sami Zayn is shipwreck from GI Joe. Yeah, I think you got that. I think we should just do G. Like honestly, the <laughs> fact that they cast the Rock in the GI Joe movie, it was like finally. But they just cast the Rock. Yeah. They should have cast every WWE guy from the '80s because mm-hmm. they practically were GI Joes already. There's no fucking Sergeant Slaughter. No, and Sergeant there is a Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, he's a goddamn GI Joe. There is a live action GI Joe commercial on every. Everybody in it looks like a professional wrestler. Like they have, mm-hmm. they have a bunch of GI Joes assaulting a Cobra base, and they've got Arctic Blast or whatever the snow guy in full fucking snow gear. Yeah, like in a, in a jungle. And I was like, I don't have a problem with this, and I'll tell you why. Because he's wearing a costume and he looks different from everybody else. Yeah, I can identify him. Yeah, I, like if you're gonna make a GI Joe movie, I want to see wetsuit in it, wearing a wetsuit. In a fucking briefing. I want him to be in, in a volcano. A, yeah, I want him in a meeting. Because that's how you played with G.I. Joes. Every, mm-hmm. They couldn't change their outfits. Because I wasn't playing with dolls, Scott. <laughs> I was playing with action figures on my bookcase. <laughs> I remember playing with them on a cabinet and bookcase, too. Yeah, there was a cliff. Like, they had to climb yeah. up and, like, there was different levels. Sorry, Major Blood. <laughs> Today's the day to die. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Only to be crippled and then come back. Or you have a cyborg. Them, you have them climbing with dental floss. Oh, really? Yeah, I do that dental floss, or I do rubber bands. <laughs> Steve, did you floss your teeth? <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, then I do rubber bands with paper clips on them for bandoliers, so you could have a guy swim, slide across your room if you couldn't afford those Skyflyer toys as a kid. Uh-huh. So I remember at one point putting a bunch of dental floss across my room and then like going to dinner, having the lights off in my room, coming back and just walking into a bunch of dental floss. <laughs> ah, spiders! <laughs> spiders! Alright, alright, I think we've had enough of all this nonsense here. Whoa, John Laurinaitis, what are you, you certainly, sir, are not welcome here. I think I am welcome here. I think it's about time you had me back on your little podcast. John, you're right. You know what, Mr. Laurinaitis, I apologize. That was very rude of me. Any guest is a good guest, I should assume that. Please, can I offer you some chips or any quiet food to eat? Might as well have it now because the future is dead. I'm sorry, a what? The future is dead. I... What are you basing this on? We actually just watched the show today, NXT, and it was very promising. Really? Because it looks like the future is dead. No, no, are you kidding me? I think we had, Scott and I saw a really good, I mean, he didn't think it was great, but he's got a... He's a former VP of talent relations. I ain't no talent. I can spot talent like anybody. I can, I, I have signed many a superstar in the past and then realized they have no star qualities whatsoever. Well, I, you know what, honestly... Uh, Mr. Laurinaitis, now that I think about it, I had never even heard of NXT while you were head of talent relations, or VP of talent relations. Now that you've been gone for a while, I feel like NXT has blossomed and is full of talent. The future is alive and well, sir. The future is dim and the world is dying. How can you say that? All right, uh, I know that Scott didn't think this was a great match, but Bull Dempsey, he defeated Mojo Rawley. And it was a squash match, but it was too weird. A squash match. A squash match. Excuse me. Oh, all right. It was a. It was weird looking, but they were two kind of strange guys, and I feel like when it's weird, you want to watch. No abs. What? No ticket sales. Uh, they don't have abdominals. Look at these right here. See these? Sure, they hang down a little bit, but when I was in the dynamic dudes. I had great abs. I'm sorry, Laurinaitis, you're raising your shirt, and then underneath your shirt is a picture of you and the dynamic dudes with good abs. That's right, and that's when I I would sell out uh, uh, Japanese stadiums. I'd sell out the Tokyo Dome. You were about 40, right, when you were in the dynamic dudes? I was 39, thank you very much. More like the dynamic dads. 
no! <laughs> yeah, I'm no. like the dynamic. Look at the spelling. Look at the font. It's dynamic it dudes. It obviously is dudes, but when I see pictures of the dynamic dudes, it looks like your two dads trying to show up at your son's birthday party as the coolest guy on the planet. Well, my son does think I'm the coolest guy on the planet, so I think that's a pretty good accolade. Well, you know what? I think you're it's lucky. It's more titles than any of these douchebags are ever going to win. Well, you know what? They're honestly Adrian Novella. Adrian Novella. Adrian Novella. Oh, is he an author? Is that his gimmick? A novella is a short novel. It's yeah. Like Adrian Novella retained his title His title between Tyson Neville. Kidd and Tyler Breeze. I think it's Neville. All right. He retained with uh, a match against he Tyson Kidd. He looks like Tyler. Frodo. Well, he's a little bit taller He's got Frodo. one title to rule them all, huh? Well, in NXT, that's all you really need, isn't it? Yeah. Well, then you should throw him in the pit of Mordor. Well, wasn't the last uh, NXT champion Seth Rollins? And he was... No. It's Bo Dallas. Was it Bo Dallas? But before that... Yeah, and he's, he's terrible. I thought Seth Rollins was champion for a while. A long time ago. Yeah, but then he went up to the main roster and he skyrocketed. He is the future of WWE. Yeah, who's he going to beat for the title? Oh, Brock Lesnar? Yeah, he can't do that, so therefore he's useless. You know what? Brock Lesnar, I think, represents sort of the last... Uh, shades of an old WWE. You're not going to have big guys like that. You know who signed Brock Lesnar, don't you? Who? Jim Ross. Yeah, that was a good good acquisition. It was a great acquisition. I'm really kicking myself in the pants for that one. Yeah, how did that go? Did you see Brock Lesnar and just think he didn't have it? What was the deal with that? Yeah, but I said he doesn't have enough abs. Turns out I was looking at a picture of Charlie Haas. I was about to say, I think you were might have been looking at someone's back. because uh, Yeah, I was mis- totally mistaken. It was a picture of the back of Charlie Haas, and I was saying, well, you get that kid's going to go nowhere. Do you wear glasses, Mr. Laurinaitis? I should. <laughs> so you don't, but you should. I really should. I, don't, I can't see so good. Hold up some fingers. How dare you give me the bird? All right, okay. That was, I hold up threes on both hands. Uh, well, what are you doing right now? If you're, it seems like you're well, criticizing. Well, I'm crooning. I'm selling my albums. I got my comedy album. I of course have my uh, my 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 uh, cover album where I sing a bunch of wrestling songs. I recall. I recall. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the, the, the sales are slow. Sales are slow. Well, it's we're, a, we're in a recession now. I understand. Are you you're doing that through brick and mortar stores, or are you doing sales online? I'm doing, I'm doing everything I can. I'm pushing albums right now. Okay. If you need an album, you go to johnlaurinitis.com slash uh, org slash gov slash available now on sale slash ship to you uh, today shipping and handling free slash what a deal. It sounds like GoDaddy really screwed you with that URL. Yeah, well, I thought it was great. Those are a lot of keywords to remember. In yeah, there. but that's for an entire website address. You just want your... Yeah, what are you What are you going to name it otherwise? WWE.com is taken. Well, John Laurinaitis has got a nice ring to it. I think people know what they're going to find there. Sure. Yeah, and then everything else. That's a direct link to the album. Oh, that's a direct... Well, that saves a lot of time, I guess, except for the people who are going to have to re- uh, rewind it. to. This is on tape, isn't it? I mean, they could just rewind it and type it in. Well, tape per se, the internet... Yeah, tape. <laughs> the internet is taped. You're right. You're right. And you know what? That's very deep of you, John Laurinaitis. It's it, very deep. Great. It's my next comedy album title. The internet is taped. Now I'm uh, doing more observational humor. That's pretty. The comedy good. insult stuff wasn't working out so good. Uh, if I could take us back to NXT for a moment, is there any? No thanks. Is there any optimism with NXT at all? Everyone's five feet tall and useless. All right. All right. I don't like any of them. Well, what about Bro- uh, Brooke? Uh, Catherine Flair? Is that her name? Catherine Flair. Did I make that up? Yeah. Her name's Charlotte. Oh, it's a C-H. Yeah, she uh, 
She was, you know, those births that you do at home, uh, home births. Yeah, yeah, home births, and they have the the specialist that's there to deliver the baby and the a home- doula. What? A doula or a midwife? Uh, yeah, I was the midwife for Charlotte Flair. Oh, get out of town. I will to sell some albums, but I was the Charlotte Flair's midwife. You all, you old guard guys always stick together. That's right, we're a fraternity of gentlemen. Uh, and I was there to birth Charlotte Flair. Wow, Mr. Laurinaitis, you know what? She has no talent in the ring. That's David not Flair, <laughs> David Flair's where it's at. That this kid's got some gold. Laurinaitis. I can spot talent, and the best piece of talent I've ever seen on this earth is David Flair. That and Brock Lesnar, but I couldn't sign him at the time because I wasn't VP of Talent Relations. Alright, you know what, Mr. Laurinaitis, I think you've made your point. David Flair, Brock Lesnar, WrestleMania 31. Honestly, I'd like to see Shane O'Mac versus, uh... No talent, that kid. No, what are you talking about? He, he doesn't have abs. He's always wearing a shirt for a reason because he has no abs. He's got heart. Him and David Flair, I would watch that match. Uh, you know what else has a heart? What? A pile of shit. Uh, that's not true. That's no, not it's true. not true, that's, but that's just a metaphor. No, I understand that metaphor. I do. All right, Mr. Laurinaitis, thank you for joining us today. JohnLaurinaitis.com slash org slash albums for sale slash shipping and handling for free today uh, slash uh, what a deal. You heard it here on Curtain Jerks. Uh, is, there a, is there a pre-sale code that they can get? Of course there's a pre-sale code. I'd be a fool to not have it. John Laurinaitis, the greatest dynamic dude of all time, uh, slash uh, the guitarist from Guns N' Roses, uh, slash. Uh, I can see here on this piece of paper, that's worth uh, 5% off one of your albums. Correct? That's right. Yeah. But then what they don't know is I charge an extra 5% uh, in tax. What a deal. Yeah, well, it works out for me great that way. I don't lose any money. All right. Well, Laura and I are not going to cut that out. Thank you for joining us. Today. Thank you. So that does it for Curtain Jerks this week. As I said... Uh, Did Laurinaitis kill our momentum? That's it. That's that does it. it for Curtain Jerks. I'm done with that. I don't like this whole hawking of something for money. No, 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 no. Like giving stuff away for free until we design some of these t-shirts that we're talking about. Then we'll be hawking the hell out of that, looking for your green. Nah, that's right. Uh, but our contest, the contest that's still going on, go to our Facebook, go to YouTube. It's all, it's all explained there. Uh... One year of the WWE Network. All you got to do, you can enter twice. Uh, most of you are only entering once, which is crazy. You guys can put in twice and have two entries in there to double your chances. You can subscribe, rate, and review Curtain Jerks on iTunes. That is one way to do it. Send us your proof over at curtainjerks at gmail.com. The other is soundcloud.com slash curtainjerks. You got to follow us and then comment on an episode. That is another entry. Send us proof, curtainjerks at gmail.com. And you can win one free year of the WWE Network. It's worldwide. It's worldwide. So you'd be a fool to not enter. We're giving it away free. Thank you to Tom Anstey from Wrestling Memes for his great interview with Raven. Um, so check check out uh, Wrestling Memes. I don't know where you're not already. He's got way more followers and all that stuff. It's great quick entertainment. It's good stuff. Uh, check out NXT also. I'm sure they've got enough promotion and stuff, but there was just something really exciting about watching that today. Yeah, I, you know, I don't like saying this, but I favor Triple H's view on this more than I do John Laurinaitis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, granted, Triple H might have taken a little bit too much credit today, mm-hmm. but it was worth it. I think it was a good show. Yeah, it's a it's a good show. And check out that first one of the NXT shows. That first, uh, I don't remember what it's called. NXT, uh, we, we Got Your Mom. And honestly, like that NXT you experience. Just over that, like, yeah, that's what it's called. <laughs> yes. NXT, we got your mom. It's <laughs> a good title. It's a pay per view title. It's a great pay per view title. Granted, it's a little lady in the fridge, but uh, I think what I like NXT is the most accessible. But other like this is a false 
small federation NXT. It's like it's owned by a giant corporation. Sure. They're putting on good shows. Keep in mind, there's tons of other small promotions that are similar and putting on shows that are, if not crazier or better. Yeah, the iPay-per-views, because you never know who you're going to see next. Uh, one of our favorite wrestlers out here, uh, Willie Mack, has been signed, and in no time we're going to see him showing up. But he there. was coming from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, mm-hmm. and that's great stuff. I, the, that excitement that we got to see in NXT was just coming from a better produced place. Yeah. But you you still get that excitement. If you got a chance to see an indie show, go live. Yeah. If you got a, if you hear about like some weird wrestling promotion, watch the pay-per-view. Do what you can to yeah, support the it. Yeah, iPay-per-views and stuff like that. I mean, most of you guys do already, but it's don't be limited by NXT, but by all means, check out some of the crazy shows. Allow NXT to be a gateway to weirder and more like smaller venues. Like, yeah. It may seem like you're downgrading. I promise you're not. That's right. That's a good way. That's a good way of going out. Yeah. We yeah. got your mom. <laughs> <laughs> we got your mom. Over Curtain Jerks, I'm Scott Arbor. I'm Steve Sears. Enjoy your wrestling, kids. You've just listened to another episode of Curtain Jerks. Oh, this is the time where you get all ten of your fingers. They've been uh, itching and ready to go this whole time. You're like, I'm going to wait to do this at the end of the podcast. I'm going to wait until the episode's done, and then I'm going to use these things. These things I call hands. Yeah, these things I call hands. uh, Not these biceps and glutes that uh, God has given me. But But activate them, too, so you can have a full use of your hands. Yeah, uh, clench up them butt cheeks when you go to SoundCloud.com slash Curtain Jerks. Follow us, uh, like the episode, comment, tw- uh, comment during. It. You could, you should have been commenting during this episode. You can go and comment during other episodes because I'm sure you have all the time code marked in your head. Don't you hear the sounds that our voices make? You can comment on the weird noises we make. You can make weird noises of your own. You can write it down and make other people make weird noises by reading it. Yeah, it's it's very interactive. You go on there. You can comment during your favorite parts of the show. You can comment during the parts of your show that you're like, oh, that was uh, quotable. And then you put it in quotes and you stick it up there. And if you're an aesthetics person, orange accents. Right? Orange is the new black, guys. (laughs) Yeah, that's not going to be dated. (laughs) No way. No way. Jason Biggs. Jason Biggs. WCW champion if they're still around. Yeah, that's how it works. So it's the orange is the new black WCW crossover. Jason Biggs is the new championship. That belt's almost as big as his head. It is, and even bigger than that is YouTube. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. It's pretty big. It's a big deal. It's videos online. You can watch pictures of cats moving. Mm-hmm. And you can watch Steve act like a cat on YouTube.com slash Curtain Jerks Podcast. You can see our predictions videos on there. You can see uh, our wrestler pronunciation manuals on there, our prediction videos. Uh, did I say that twice? <laughs> Meow. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. Uh, so it's all there, available for you. We've uh, got some new videos ideas. Videos ideas. Oh, this one's being thrown away. Uh, it'll get chopped up. Or it'll stay exactly the same. It'll be at the end of every episode until the end of time. Oh, please <laughs> throw that meteor down quick. <laughs> receive this transmission from the comedy podcast network for more shows visit comedypodcastnetwork.com